I don't know about you, but those songs were like a prayer. Yeah, especially that last one, praying for our nation and praying for our world the way it is right now. Let's, Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we do, we bow our knee and we, we pray, Father, that those words we just sang were truly a prayer. Um, and we pray, Lord, for your light to shine in our hearts today, your light to uh, reveal your truth to us. And, uh, Father, we pray that we would go from here, change people. Um, Father, revived and directed by you, by your light that shines before us, the light that shines in us. So, Father, come. And, Father, I ask for your anointing, for your blessing upon the reading of your word, upon the preaching of your word, and on the message that you've given me, Father, for your people, not only for, you, <laughs> for me too, Father, for all of us here today. And, Father, may we take, take this to heart and, uh, Father, go out and be messengers of Christ that we won't, put our, we won't hide our light under a bushel, under a basket. We'll let it shine brightly, the message of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I, I want to go back. Um, uh, I know we've just met Christmas, and we just talked about the birth of, of Christ and I want to go back and look at the birth of John the Baptist and sort of have that be our segue into what I believe God would want to say to us today. Um, many times I've brought this, this theme on um, New Year's to really go out there and, and take this gospel message to be the light to the world. Um, but I just felt led today to, this is for today. So I want you to turn to Luke chapter 1, and I want you to go to verse 57. And I'm actually going to read the verses, this whole uh, section here, to the end of the chapter. I'm reading from a New King James Bible. It says, Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him by, by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, his name is John. So they all marveled. Immediately, his mouth was open, that's Zacharias the father, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, praising God. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was on him, was with him, now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised, raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us, 
to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. I want us to focus this morning on what he said about um, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, my microphone keeps going in and out, doesn't it? Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring. Your translation may say the, the, the sunrise from on, from on high has visited us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. I want to talk today about how John the Baptist went before Christ. He came before Christ and he began to preach this odd character uh, out eating honey and locusts, shouting, uh, repent, and uh, being a messenger of the Lord. And of course, as you, we, we, I'm sure you know, if you, if you, for those of I know you here, I know my brother here today and his family know um, that... Um, that John the Baptist um, baptized the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, he didn't feel worthy to do it, but he did it. But John had, had the, the light of the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God, had come upon John the Baptist when he was in his mother's womb, Elizabeth's womb. And, um, and, and he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit in the desert and proclaimed going ahead of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, I want to just suggest to you that that is what the Lord Jesus Christ wants us to be. He wants to, us to be a type of John the Baptist. Now, we may not want to go out and wear the clothing he wore and eat what he ate, and we may not want to be in a desert, but he does call us to be a light, the light of the world, the messenger of the light of the world, and to go before Christ even is come into somebody's life to take the message to them. Now, you have to be convinced of that yourself in order to take that message, right? I mean, people can recognize if you truly believe what, you, what you're claiming, what you're saying. When Christ breaks into your life with the, the light of the world, is the light of the world, and when he breaks into your darkness... And he brings the light of life. You can't help but share the message of Christ. That's what I want to charge you with today. Maybe I should have waited to the end to charge you with that. But I want to talk today about this idea that this 
day star, this morning light, it, it's a picture of Christ breaking into the darkness. What was night now has become day. This is also a picture of, and in the Christian Mission Alliance, we believe Christ is our coming king. This is not only a prophetic word that uh, Zacharias was giving about John talking about the Lord Jesus Christ coming. It's also a prophetic word that even after the resurrection, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back. And we need to keep bringing this message until he does come back. And according to the scriptures, that if we keep preaching the gospel across this whole world and the whole world hears, then the end's going to come. Then Christ is going to return. How many of us really believe that? The reason he's not come back yet is because not everybody's heard. And it's also in his perfect timing. But this son, in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, he talks in there about how the son of righteousness is going to arise with healing in his wings. Now Zechariah is prophesying about this dayspring, this sunrise that's going to break into darkness and bring the light of life that Christ brings. I want to just um, say, first of all, then, is that this light that Christ has for you and for me and, and uh, what he represents, he's, the light is a revealer of Christ to you and to me, that he is going to re- wants to reveal himself to you, whatever the circumstance that you're in. So the light reveals the very love of Christ and breaks into your dark place. That's the first thing it's going to do. It's going to happen. In 2 Peter 1.19, let me give you these scriptures here, and there's other scriptures too I want to reference this morning. But he talks about a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So he's trying to give a picture that, that before we come to Christ, there is a, there is a, we're in a dark place. And I want to also suggest to you that even after you come to Christ, we can get into dark places. By that I mean it can be, yes, physically even, you can get into physical trouble, things that you do that you know you shouldn't do. You go into those places, they're dark places, and you, you know you shouldn't be doing it. You get in trouble. Well, God can break into that place. What we prayed for this morning, I don't want to mention a name because we're recording this, but you know who I prayed for this morning that was in a dark place and may still be in a dark place, a young girl struggling Well, we prayed that God is going to break in to that dark place, the place of discouragement, the place of despair, the place of hopelessness, where the enemy is telling lies that that there's no life for you to live. Why don't you take your life? You You know, at Christmas time, we talked about this, we prayed about this a couple of months ago even, way before Christmas came, that Christmas is the time when the suicides increase 
where people end up in the mental institutions, where people get very discouraged and dismayed because the, the work and the, and, and, and the working of the devil wants to come in and say, you are not going to celebrate the birth of this Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to blind your eyes, and you're going to get lost, and you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to get discouraged and dismayed, and you may even take your life. Why don't you just... Those are the lies that come. And when Jesus, when he came to this earth, he was breaking into the darkness and he's saying, and what this, the, the Zacharias is saying is, the light has come. The sunrise has arrived. And it's going to break in to the darkness who is, is those who sit in, the shadow, in, in darkness and in the shadow of death. And you're going to have guided in the way of peace. The morning star rises, and he's going to rise in your hearts. And to do that, the first thing he does is reveal himself to you as the Lord Jesus Christ, just as he did when he appeared in the room. We talked about this last week. When he appeared in the room, all of a sudden, miraculously appears in the room after the resurrection, and there he is, and the disciples are all around him, and he says, look, Put your finger in these nail-pierced hands here. Put your fingers here. Put your finger in this side. I am risen from the dead. I have risen, and I've come to give you life. That's why I went to the cross, and I want to reveal myself to you, and he wants to do that to you and to me. He may do it right now. He may wait till tonight. You may wake up in the middle of the night, and you may be troubled. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm convinced by from Scripture, convinced that if we keep praying, that all of a sudden, you're going to sense him there, and you're going to have a choice. Am I going to open my eyes to this revelation, or am I going to turn my back to him? You know, you, like we t- talked about, I think it was three weeks ago, I did a Facebook uh, live thing on trusting in the Lord with all your heart from the bottom of your heart. And how Eugene Peterson says later, he says, run from evil and run to God. He said it the other way around. Run to God, run from evil. When the light is there and you sense it, don't take the temptation of the devil to stay in the darkness. Listen to the Holy Spirit. See the light and run to it. I wrote a note this morning. I said, it's kind of like a bug that runs into a bug zapper. And I thought, well, maybe that's the thing that picture that came to my mind, a bug running into a bug zapper. And I thought, well, maybe that's not the right illustration because the bug is killed. But then I thought, that's the point. We have to be crucified with Christ so that I can live. All of me needs to die so that all of him can live in me. I want the complete light. I don't want a, a battery, a torch, as we say in England, with run-down batteries. I want new batteries. I want the Holy Spirit. So I have to be able to turn to him. Because God, God has commanded the light to come into this world and to be fulfilled to shine in your heart. Let me give you a scripture. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. It says, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
When you turn to the light that comes into your dark place, you will see the glory of God. The glory of God is the story of God. It is his, it is his giving of his son. It is his grace that is beyond comprehension. It is his compassion and his slowness to anger and his patience with you, all that. And it's seen in the face of Christ who says, take a look here. That's how much I love you. And I have a light to give you instead of that darkness that you're living in. Now, the, there is a battle. There is a battle for this, your acceptance, your willingness to, tr- to run from the darkness into the light. It says in here in John 3, 19, the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. There is a temptation to love darkness. Our flesh craves and is fed by things in dark places. That's the old flesh that can rise up even after we've given our lives to Christ. In verse 20 of that John chapter 3, it says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Sometimes when we, if we have a, a call to the altar, say, Come, come to the light. Come and get prayer. Come and receive the healing. We sit in our pews going, no, because I don't want to be exposed. I don't want to confess my sin. It's too ugly. Let me tell you something. Join the crowd, but don't stay in the dark. Take the call. Take take the compassion of Christ. Come to Christ. Yeah, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. When we actually turn to God, everything about our righteousness and the light of Christ that's in us is all him. Anything that's not him, the Bible says, is filth like filthy rags. So I want to encourage you that wherever you're at, when the light comes, when you're in your discouraged place, you're in your dark place, as you go into 2021, you know, 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people. But the light still shines. See, he's already been given. He's already rose from the dead. He's interceding for us. His light never goes out. It's not an energizer bunny battery. He is an ever ready and ever powerful. And his power is infinite. And when you turn to him, you recognize it's because of what you've done in me. And you're calling me again to come to you. See, John began his gospel in John 1.4. He says, in him was life. 
and the life was the light of men. That's where our life comes from. Your life comes from Christ. Your everlasting life, your abundant life. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, that can be misleading, that word comprehend. What that word comprehend means is that it, the light, the darkness, could not control the light. When the light shines in the darkness, the darkness cannot overcome the light. The light overcomes the darkness. And it's in him that was life. And you need that light. I need that light because it's the life of man. It's the life of men and women. It's the life that we crave. It's the life that we want. And the devil has a lot of us convinced to stay in the darkness because I'm afraid to come out. And God says, just come out. So the light reveals. It reveals Christ and all his love. It reveals God and all his attributes. And then once we enter into it, the light revives. Once we do say, I'm going to the light, I'm running from this dark place and I'm running into the light, then all of a sudden revival comes. Restoration comes. Refreshment comes. You can't buy it. You can't go down to the store and buy it. You can't go to Amazon Prime. You go to Christ. And he says, I will revive you. I will restore you. I will refresh you. Yeah, amen. So he reveals himself to us. He's revealed himself to me. And I know he's revealed himself to many of you. And he's going to continue to reveal himself to me, and he's going to continue to re reveal himself to you. Because he wants to restore you and refresh you. He wants to give you a life everlasting. And if you will, if you will lean into him, run to him, and then get refreshed by him, the next thing you know he begins to light your path. He begins to direct your path. You begin to see more clearly where he's leading you. And you begin to trust him because you recognize what he did for you. You recognize how much he loved you. Despite how you were before him. Light reveals. So run from the dark and run to the light. Light revives the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And he wants to do that for you. This passage of scripture that talks about that through the tender mercy of our God, I'm reading from a King James, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The tender mercy of God did it. Let me jump back up to what that actually means, that tender mercy of our God, so that we can understand how much God loves us. They have avoided translating the truth of that word because they felt like <laughs> 
wasn't a word that they'd want to be talked about in, in a church service. Um, even when the hymns have been sung about this, they translated the word tender mercies, compassion, rather than what the word actually means. The word he's talking about there is our bowels. Now, who wants to talk about bowels in church? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a word you'd want to avoid, especially if you've got to run out of the service and take care of your bowels, right? Who wants to talk about that? But the thing is, is that what he's trying to express here is that through the bowels of mercy, the tender mercy, the, 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 the feeling God had when he sent his one and only son was it so overwhelming that it, it, it's the type of overwhelming that affects your whole system. You know, have you ever got nervous about something? Have you ever got anxious about something? Have you ever been afraid about something in a place where all of a sudden you feel threatened and you feel your insides just starting to gurgle and you might even lose everything? You have no control over it. It just happens and there you are all embarrassed. Well, it's because you were affected to the deepest core level of your system and that's where God's that's where God's feelings lie when he sent his son and when he had John the Baptist go before his son and when he wants us to go before Christ's message and represent the son and take the message of the son with the same kind of bowels of mercy, tender mercy, compassion, affected from the deepest realm of our body. In other words, we see a loved one like the prayer request we had this morning, someone considering to, 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 to get rid of their life, to, to, to slash their wrists or take the pills or overdose or put a gun up to their head. Have we got such bowels of mercy for their life and for what God has for them that it just disturbs us to the point of praying more deeply than we've ever prayed and taking a message more compassionately and merciful than we've ever taken it and say, don't do it because the light has shone. The day spring has arisen. Christ has come. Here's the message. This is what he's done in me and he wants to do it in you. And then pray that when you go that the light of Christ will be revealed. And then you'll see refreshment and restoration and revival because that's what God wants. So may the Lord, the, the, point, the last point here, may the Lord direct you in all this, guide our feet into the way of peace, into the way where when we take this light, this message, that peace goes with us and peace is the end result that peace that is beyond all understanding, that's going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. May he be that. Daniel 12, 3 says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Oh, I want to be like that, don't you? 
He wants to guide your feet. He wants to revive and refresh you. But he can't do that until you accept his revelation of him. He will reveal himself to you. He's been talking to you. He's been coming to you in your dark place. He's been been talking to you and coming to you in your discouraged place. Have you responded? Have you you turned away from the direction you were going and said, oh man, I'm going to run into the light. I want to be bug zapped. Because unless I die, unless all this ugliness in me dies, Christ cannot live in me. I pray that as you close out this year and you look to next year, that you'll begin to think about some of these things. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It could not gain control of the light. It could not eliminate the light. Darkness will never be able to eliminate the light. So run to the light. Father, in the name of Jesus, ah, I just pray that um, this wouldn't be something that I just spoke that I'm not even going to live. I want to live this too. All of us get discouraged. All of us wake up in the night sometimes. All of us have moments where we're just so discouraged. Father, I don't want to end on that because your light is shining in those dark places and the morning star wants to rise in our hearts and I pray that for us. You've commanded it. You've commanded the light to shine out of darkness and to shine in our hearts. So Father, I pray that you would do that for all of us today. And I pray, Father, that we would recognize that we have a great message and that, Father, when we see someone in trouble, maybe a family member that's lost, a family member that's turned away, a family member that's hiding in the dark and we know it, that we wouldn't be afraid to go, and that, Lord, move us like you were moved. Move us to the core like you were moved. May we have those bowels of mercy, the tender mercy of God as we speak life and we take the light into dark places. In Jesus' name, amen.